up with this list. Some of the whatever face podcast. Oh, but you at least got to get the name right. Is that not it? Whatever face is it? Is it that what it's called? No, that's what they said it was okay, called. Okay, whatever okay. face podcast. I thought you were just oh. missing it. I'm like, what is up? I have my tax prepare with me. Uh, <laughs> Vincent Vega face, my main man, uh, Bully Rye. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I'm happy to be here. It's been a while, and. uh I'm ready. I'm 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 excited to catch up, man. It's gonna be gonna be a good conversation. It is Jules Winfield face will be joining us in a little bit. Um, I went with the two. If you guys listening don't know who those people are, if you've been uh, living under a rock and have never seen the Quentin Tarantino film Pulp Fiction, that will be the roles of Sam L and Johnny T. Um, yeah, I don't I don't typically give the who the people are because I, I just don't care to, but I, I had to just throw that in there for this particular episode. But sir. Uh, Hollywood, I need to know, um, are they gonna be eating a big kahuna burger while they're on the show? <laughs> that is up to you and uh Will Will Smith, the only the one and only Will Smith. Um when he arrives, yes, this podcast has gotten that big where I do have Will Smith joining the podcast. Um, he should be here shortly. We'll uh, catch up with him when he arrives. But yes, that's all on. I hope you're not intimidated by the fact that Will Smith will be on this podcast, but that's who will be here. I'll have to keep saying the name because it's Will freaking Smith. Dude, I might, I might as well be Carlton Banks at this point. I'm not, I'm not listening. <laughs> I'm I'm more of a Carlton than I'm a Jazzy Jeff. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not quite Uncle Phil level at this point, but I'll take I'll take Carlton. You when we you and I caught up earlier this week, you told me that you went on your first cruise, and I immediately stopped you from talking because I wanted to get this recap of your first cruise on the spot. Now, I'm going to preface this with a whole bunch of questions before you get started. Okay. But my first question is, were you nervous of going on cruises, which stopped you from going, or you just was maybe an all-inclusive resort person or uh, go to one destination see the sites person like what what type of traveler were you prior yeah. to this cruise so like I, I i was sort of a late bloomer when it came to traveling like i hadn't flown until i took my honeymoon and i flew to vegas and then i started a new job and flew out to california three times in a year or so that's the first time i really traveled like away from like the southeast right mm -hmm. so um it wasn't that i was like ever scared to get on a boat um, I know I have a history of like motion sickness. So even, even though I've never gotten like sick on a plane, I always take something like some type of anti-nausea medicine just in case. Um, and I know like I've been on the ocean and I've, I've been fine and I've been on the ocean and I've gotten sick. So, I mean, that was, that was my first concern, but it was never about like, um, are we going to wind up like the next Titanic and we're going to be stranded in the ocean? <laughs> it was never, it was never those sort of nerves. It was just like, it was a matter of means and an opportunity. So 
Um, yeah, I was, I was super excited about going. I had no idea what to expect. And, and, you know, kind of like what we talked about, you know, when we, when we caught up a few days ago, it was, uh, one of the, one of the best weeks of my life, to be completely honest. Where'd you fly out of, or did you go direct from? So we, we drove down to, uh, Port Canaveral down in, uh, right outside of Orlando. Okay. Um, okay. and then, and that's, and that's where the dock was. So we, we drove down. Um, we, we drove down like a Friday night, like after work, uh, went about halfway down, stayed at a hotel and then drove the rest of the way the next day. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was straight out of Port Canaveral. We, we had three stops on the trip, uh, one in, uh, Grand Turk, Turks and Caicos, uh, Amber Cove in the Dominican Republic, and then, um, Nassau Bahamas. And that was where we, that's where we did an excursion. We went to an all-inclusive, uh, hotel with a with a pool that had a swim up bar um and it was it was phenomenal just it was you're, it was, you're not gonna just skate over turks uh and caicos like that's uh oh no far. listen no, Tur- no 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 I, I just i'm saying so like so so in in fairness um the the nassau bahamas is the only one we like we paid for an excursion turks and caicos by by far was the most beautiful uh location we went to the water was crystal clear blue um, it was, it was a party at the pool with a DJ. Um, the, the DJ got on our head and started twerking. It was, it was great views and just, it was, it the was DJ just, DJ got on her head and started twerking. Yeah. So like so there was, so I've actually got video I'll share with you privately. Um, cause I didn't, I didn't put that, <laughs> I, I, I put, put together a little reel, but that was not one that I added to the reel. And, uh, yeah. So this, the, the, the DJ for the show um, you know, as she's dancing and, and getting involved with everybody in the pool, it's just partying and having a great time. And she, you know, she stands on her head, a handstand, uh, legs basically bent in like a, a 90 degree angle. And she was just twerking upside down. And it was just, um, yeah, it's like I said, it was a great visual and it was, it was definitely a party. So, um, but yeah, that was, as a matter of fact, I don't know if that was it. Tur- Grand Turk or Amber Cove, either way, um, Turks and Caicos is by far the most. It had to have been Turks and Caicos, um, but it was by far the most beautiful uh, location we went to. So I had a, I had a great time doing that. Ladies and gentlemen, I hate to interrupt this wonderful recap, but Will Smith has just entered the building. Um, I am elated to have Will Smith on his podcast. I don't know if any of you will ever be able to get will smith on your podcast it's my cousin but man sm- but on this small little platform will smith has joined us mr smith how are you i'm great first thing first can y'all hear me <laughs> yeah there we go <laughs> whoever actually fell for that drop that that intro about to be real pissed right now <laughs> oh no i, I- I, I I I build it up before you even got here. I, hey, yeah. So well, before you got on, I said that I was Carlton Banks, and I was I just wanted to ask you real quick: When is the uh, Bel Air Academy basketball uh, team um, ten year reunion coming up? Because oh my god, I, I just want to make <laughs> I want to make sure that I don't miss it. Funny funny story: I actually have a replica jersey, like a, a yellow and black Bel Air Academy Will Smith jersey in my closet right now. You would? I'm kidding. <laughs> Of course he would. But, Will, you joined us at a, a great point where Frick was telling us he had a DJ twerking on top of her head as opposed to his head. But uh, neither, neither, nonetheless. 
Um, I don't have the mental capacity, like the mental competency to be able to pull that off, Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? I was about to say, I'm going to need the rewind if I missed that story. Oh, I no, got, don't no, worry. No. I got you. I got you the video. I'll, I'll send you the video <laughs> after the show. No, but he was saying that he went on his first cruise. So I was asking him and I know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Smith, you've done a cruise once or twice yes. in your life. Yeah. The wife. And okay. So very avid cruisers. All right. So all three of us have been cruisers. Great. Um, before we get into what we're going to get into, why you jumping up here, I will ask both of you. Frick, you answer first, being that you just went on your first cruise and you said you had a blast. Are you strictly cruise now or are you going to mix it in with some other stuff? No, I mean, listen, best case scenario, uh, I'd like to, I mean, I know down, you know, down here in South Carolina, Charleston now does direct flights to London. I mean, it's, it's, Yes, I love I love the cruise that I went on, but I want to you know I I realized how how little of the world that I saw uh, based on going on my one cruise. So I'd love to go and see Germany, England, uh, Japan, Australia. I mean, well, I'd love to go see Dingo down in uh, down in Australia. So yeah, there's there's plenty of things that I want to do. It's it's definitely not um, it's definitely not cruise only for me going forward. Okay, so I will ask the both of you. <clears throat> Your first cruise experience, did someone have to tell you it was all you can eat wherever you go <laughs> all the time? Or did you stumble upon that? And what was your experience? Will, Mr. Smith, I'm sorry, not Will. Mr. Smith, please, uh, if you would so graciously like to take the floor. Um, it, it's funny because, like, the first cruise I actually went on was a, actually a family reunion. Um, so as a kid, I was maybe, like, I want to say, like, 10, 11, around that age. My mom was very explicit in saying that everything on that cruise was free, except for the soda and the alcohol, <laughs> so don't try it. <laughs> so, so yeah, I knew pretty from jump that it was a free-for-all, so I was going ham. Like, I was ordering slices of pizza and cheesecake to my room at 3 a.m. with a pot of coffee, because I could. So, absolutely. <laughs> Frick, were you the same way? Did someone tell you ahead of time, or did you stumble upon that while you were on the cruise? So, like, the friends that I went with have all been cruising before. They're very, like, they're gold members for Carnival Cruise Line, so they knew what was up. Um, but, you know, we, you know, we had to go get the drink package because I, I'm, not spending, I'm not spending $300 a day on drinks. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was, I wasn't something I discovered. It was sort of people that that knew what they were doing knew what was going on like hey this is what we've done in the past this is what we recommend you do and i said cool i'm just along for the ride you know where's where's the bar uh where's the where's the pool without the kids and that's that's where i want to <laughs> that's where i want to plant myself for the next four to five days <laughs> and that's what i did so for me my first cruise i was i was a, a well kid and it was a family cruise. So uh, I'm used to going out with my family, my father paying for stuff, you know, at restaurants and paying the bill uh, at the end of us eating. If you don't like something, you tell like it. I'm used to that. So the first cruise I went on, I uh, I remember the dining room experience. I didn't like the first, the first meal I had. And the second night, like, I, it was just me picking the wrong stuff to eat. 
And like this continued on for the duration of the cruise. I just kept picking the wrong stuff. If it wasn't the buffet or anything else, I just kept picking like the wrong meal to eat. I think the day before, the day before the last day, my father tells me, he's like, you haven't been eating your food all week. Like, what's the matter? I'm like, well, I haven't liked anything and I didn't want to tell anybody because I, I thought you would have to pay for it. He was like, the food's already paid for. You can order as many um, entrees. and I'm like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? And so since then, every cruise that I've been on since, I've gone on with the notion that I can order two appetizers, three entrees, 42 desserts if I wanted to oh, at, the, yeah. at the restaurant. Yeah, but my first cruise, I didn't know until the day before the last day that everything was already paid for and there was no limitation to what I could order unless it was a specialty restaurant. Now, did y'all have the ice cream stations all over the ship? Like literally every corner you turn around, there's an ice cream station with cones and bowls and just soft serve ice cream everywhere. Did you did you have one of those? Oh yeah, that's that's definitely that's a that's a staple. And I've we've gone on uh, Carnival and um Royal Caribbean so far. We want to do like celebrity and princess, but on those two, yeah, ice cream everywhere. I mean, how do you know like listen, I'm a big dude as it is. Like it's like they it's not only do they want you to get even bigger, but it's like let's make you diabetic in the sense of like let's give you all <laughs> all the frozen sugary sugary alcoholic drinks and then ice cream at every corner. Like I if just you, if you think about it from a capitalistic point of view, it's like the epitome of all the stereotypes of being an American. It's the our shitty overprocessed food that we can eat unlimited on a boat where you can gamble and drink yourself nuts and we're just going to take you around. You don't even have to do any work. We're going to take you to the, to the island. It's, it's everything they, they say about Americans, but yet it's a billion-dollar industry, so clearly other people like it as well. It, that sounds like King's Living to me. You just named right, everything right. that sounds like King's Living to me. Order room service, whatever you want. You know, right. No matter the time. There's a running joke um, that my friend, my fr and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna mention names, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna loud him out without mentioning his name, but um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's obviously not like it's, it's not sincere, uh, but you know, on one of these, on, on this cruise, every now and then, we would just look at each other and say, you know what, I wonder what the poor people are doing right now, because <laughs> 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 like you said, it's living, man, like Yo. it's just, it's just. <laughs> Like as as broke as I was coming off that ship, I didn't I didn't feel broke on it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the point of vacation, man. For a couple of days, you're supposed to get to your regular life, and that's how you know you had a good vacation. Yeah, you said you left out of uh, Miami, so you know in Miami when you leave the port and you're passing all these mega yachts and these huge mansions. As you like cruising at maybe like three miles per hour, where you can just like take the time and just look. That's where I get the oh no. They're probably looking at me like, look at this broke ass on this cruise ship, and I'm sitting here with my mega yacht right. docked in front of my house. And look at the yeah, poor. Yeah, enjoy your vacation. <laughs> enjoy enjoy your vacation, poor man. This How is cute. this is my living all year round. But yeah, uh, when you're on the boat and you get past that and it's just open water. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, these brokies with internet and cell phone <laughs> service. <laughs> what do you mean you can't use your phone on the ship? You couldn't, you didn't fork out for the Wi-Fi package? What a peasant. 
Yeah. Yo, <laughs> yo, yo, they you for that Wi-Fi too, for it to be super average speed. Yeah, go go back to your room and watch your your three channels and the two movies that they have on the TV. Doesn't. <laughs> That's actually the one time though I'm able to put my phone down consistently because I don't have any damn service. So it forces you to be in be in the moment. Oh, 100 so percent I enjoy it. Like it, it feels weird. We, we went on one I, the most recent cruise we went on uh was maybe like 2018. And just not needing my phone. Especially at the time I was running my business. So like I was my phone was always in my head. So I couldn't check any emails. I had the shop shut down, but still just the habit of constantly looking at my phone. Like it's I was reaching for it for days. And then like by like day four, I was like, damn, I don't even miss it at all. <laughs> Until we get back to the States and then my phone blows up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, your phone on a cruise is pretty much just for taking pictures and videos that's it. because that's, that's basically all you're going to get out of it. Unless you want the Wi-Fi service and to be interrupted. Like uh, on my honeymoon, we went on a cruise and then we're going to move we went on a cruise and we would like be dying to get to a port. So we had Wi-Fi service to like just check in back home. But now you get me when you get me. If I'm gonna if I tell you I'm going on a cruise, that should be a red flag to you that I'm probably gonna be out of touch for seven days. Yeah, if you don't if you don't hear from me on the seventh day, just imagine that you've seen me for the last time and that I'm not coming home. You know I'm saying like I, I said my goodbyes before I left. You you knew that I was going to be like sort of off off the radar and off the map for a while. If if you're upset that you're not hearing from me in those seven days that I'm in the Atlantic Ocean, um, right. that's 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 on you at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like I know I'm a popular guy. I know that you I'm can't. I, <laughs> I, I yeah. I'm 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 you know Irish, uh, and and so it it takes a while for that burn to turn into some, you know, some, some, you know, nice color. I'll yeah. say it for you. Some yeah. color. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a reason why I, you know, <laughs> I, I got to, there's, I wanted to get away from you all in the first place. That's why I'm out here. Right. You know? So that's, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm right there with you. Well, speaking about wanting to get away, I have you two up here and I'm going to need the both of you as natives of South Carolina to do your best uh, lawyer and defend South Carolina because Ugh. the guns and bun show that's going on in South <laughs> Carolina right now with one John Morant and one Zion Williamson, I need you South Carolina natives to defend uh, what's happening with the athletes from your state. I don't know Man. if it, anyone Will, listening has been under... Oh, good, good. I was gonna no, say, I was gonna say would, rock, but I was gonna say if Will wants to start this, he can't. I mean, I, I I'd like to defend it, but I want I want to know Will's perspective first. Well, for those who don't know, um, basketball players John Morant and Zion Williamson have been in the news for the wrong reason uh, recently. Uh, it's funny because I was just having this conversation with some coworkers, and they were saying like. They don't understand how these two guys can be getting into so much trouble. Like you have the world at your feet. Both of y'all have now signed your big extension. So now you're on the big, the real NBA contract. I think Zion's going to be making close to 35 to $40 million per season going forward. Like the real money's in. But now here comes the shenanigans. And, and for me, if you look at where Ja and Zion both come from, it's in the middle of the state, respectfully. Like – 
there ain't much going on out there. So they, outside of playing basketball and playing AAU ball and traveling, like they weren't exposed to a lot of different things outside of South Carolina until they got to the NBA. But now at that point, I'm 21, 22 with a guaranteed NBA contract and millions of dollars. So they're bugging out. Like I'm kind of allude, going back to what Frick said, you know, he realized going on a cruise showed him how little of the world he saw. They're also from the same state. And so and we don't have millions of dollars. So can you imagine? Yeah, listen, so I'll start with John Morant. Um, this is going to be a, probably an unpopular opinion, but um, I think that the Second Amendment is, is something that should be protected. However, we've seen so, so many bad things happen over the last, well, forever, right, with people with firearms. Um, and too many people that, that shouldn't have their hands on firearms have, have firearms. So let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. But it is our American right if we do the right things, if we stay out of trouble, you know, no felonies, you know, that sort of thing. Um, it is, is our American right to, to bear arms. The problem with John Morant is that he is on an, you know, Instagram live video waving a gun around in a moving car. Um, the optics aren't great. Like he has every right to have that gun with him. But the argument that I saw somebody, somebody, you know, argue is that like it's promoting gang culture. And I don't know if that that's the case. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that like there's a difference between like having a, a, a cabinet of guns at your house and taking a picture and posting on social media versus being on a live, a live social media platform, waving a gun in your car. Like that's it's dumb. And, you know, I don't it's, it's obviously I don't think it's illegal. I mean, I don't I, don't, I haven't looked that far into it. Um, and it happened once he got his, he got his punishment. He was suspended. He said, I need to do better. My problem is that he already got in trouble for this. And then he went back and did it again. Like, like Will just said, like, you've got the world at your fingertips. Why are you trying to let it go? Um, and so like, again, I'm not mad that he's flaunting a gun around. I'm, I'm mad about the way that he's doing it after he's already been talked to about it one time. From Zion's perspective, I think Zion's getting blown out of proportion. Correct me if I'm wrong. The thing with Zion is, is that he announced he was having a baby girl, and then the next day a porn star came out and said that he was in that, and, and basically accused him of infidelity. Is that is that what is that the not, not, just, story? not just not just a porn star, Frick? Don't act like you haven't seen a couple of her videos. Um, but allegedly, Mariah Mills and, uh, got a lot of views in the porn world, and <clears throat> yeah, she basically put his business on Front Street and was reading ahead for filth. Uh, I'll read just a couple tweets, just a couple. Only I was say, to be to be clear, I didn't know what, what which porn star it was. To be completely honest, yeah, like I remember just waking up and my like my timeline being on fire and just Maria Mar Mariah Mills, excuse me, just exposing all of his business. And I was just like, wait, Mar I was like, wait, Mariah Mills and Zion Williamson. Hold like, on, let me. I just I want to make sure I'm getting Mariah Mills as I plug this into my my Google search. Oh yeah, that? go go ahead. Do, do <laughs> your Google search. Plug into my Google search. Yeah, is crazy. Yeah, do, do your Google search. Yeah, that's funny. But I, on top of all of that, did, there was another young lady that came out yesterday. Oh, she was on top of something. She, yeah, she was, <laughs> dog. 
Uh, there was another. There was another young lady that that, has, that came out yesterday, if I remember correctly, saying that she also was messing around with Zion, which to be expected. The man is twenty-five. <laughs> remember correctly? Yeah. Listen, um, the face of a franchise. Like, yo, yes, I'm not surprised that Zion Williamson is flying multiple women out to come see him in New Orleans. That's yeah. That's that, not a surprise. That was that was kind of my point. Like, everybody was so shocked when Tiger Woods was, you know, exposed for for sleeping with a bunch of women because Tiger Woods is a golfer. Uh, but I think we, we all sort of tend to expect... Yeah, like golfers ain't got bread? I mean, listen, it's, I'm not talking about bread. It's just like, it's, it's, the, it's the, the optic. Like, you don't see... I know. Like, you, don't, you don't see, a, like, especially because Tiger Woods was always that, like, the wholesome, all-American... Yeah, the wholesome like, image, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that was why that, that kind of got blown out of proportion. From, like, the, 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 point, the, the point of it all is that professional athletes, I think it's... it's to be well expected that there's a vast majority of those guys that aren't necessarily the most wholesome guys behind closed doors. Like they're, Mm -hmm. they're on the road a lot more than they're at home. The opportunity to, uh, to, to, to run around and do your thing and, and, you know, put it wherever someone will let you. Um, is that, is that, I mean, listen, I'm sorry. It's just, it's just the way it is. So like, that's, that's, that's the idea. So giving it up. I love it. I just, I don't, I don't, again, I like, it's, that's his personal life, man. Like, I don't care about that. I care more about the fact that he just got this big money extension. And I think in his app in his, by his third year in the league, he's played all of like what 50 games. Like that's what I'm more concerned about. Like, don't, why, why did y'all just give him this big money extension when he did, when he already made it clear, he didn't want to be in New Orleans in the first place. He's eating because way too much. Turning down that money. Well, he's, he's 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 eating way too much gumbo, and obviously I tell you, put, I, I tell you the gumbo he's eating. He ain't eating the, the New Orleans gumbo. Whatever, and then some gumbo. Whatever it is, like that's that's my point though. I'm more upset about the fact that this dude's made more money than I will ever sniff in my lifetime to play a a a, a half of a full season in three years in the NF, in, in the NBA, and mm-hmm. um and people are more concerned about the fact that he's that he's sleeping with porn stars like. Come on, get out of here! Like, if you really care that much, like you need to, you, you gotta find a way to prioritize better. I'm gonna ask both of you guys before hold on because there's jokes all over this. This this thing is riddled with jokes. <laughs> I want to ask both of you if you were athletes coming from South Carolina, the both of you, are you all not aware that the oldest trick in the book? Right, not to sleep with these hoes, raw dog. I'm gonna ask both of you. I'll just before I continue my rant. Yes or no? I remember vividly having my dad tell me when I became of age. Like my mom was more idealistic. Obviously, don't me and we were in the church, so she was more idealistic. But you know, don't have sex for marriage. Find a person you love. My dad was like, look, if you're gonna be outside, in some less terms, wrap it up. Period. Just wrap it up. I mean, in in fairness, I got married pretty young, so I didn't do my like. Twenties. I, I, I didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't doing my. Tw- I, now I didn't have to worry about it, but I had to worry about my ex wife doing it. But he, he <laughs> got fired. God damn. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is that like I didn't get to do what most people did in their twenties. I didn't get my whole phase in my twenties. Um, so, like obviously, like logically, of course, yeah, you're out here, you're wrapping it up. But man, we only live once. I'm saying, like, make some bad decisions. Do what you want to do. Frick out yeah, be careful because one bad decision got got magic to his. So yeah, yeah. Perm- 
I understand some of these bad coincidences have perm- or bad decisions have permanent consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's it's you know who you're messing with. So here's my thing, and I'm gonna uh, excuse me while I take the immature route over both of these topics. Um, that's why I had the South Carolina natives come up here to be the mature ones about South Carolina. Let <clears throat> me put you this way. Zion Williamson ain't been on the court because he been fucking fucking. You hear me? That that man has been sticking his dick wherever he wants as long as they get on the plane <laughs> and fly out to him. Uh, <laughs> ja, did you see? Once, did you see the Snapchat though of him asking Shorty like what numbers? Because he was about to apparently move one or both of them out there, and he was asking Shorty how much do I need to give you per month to cover your bills? He got like my man Zion was out here freaking. My thing is that wherever you rush your head, whatever neighborhood, no matter where you are, domestic or international, there is a group of people that are older than you that mm-hmm. some call OGs that will come to you and say to you, yo, these are the truths, these are the tricks of the trade. You might not necessarily learn them in your house with your own parents, but the OGs would come to you and say, yo, don't do that. Not with this one. Um, the 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 great philosopher once said, "Don't pull your thing out unless you're ready to bang out." And that goes <laughs> for both Ja and Zion. Um, apparently, both of them need to hear that life lesson. Don't pull your yeah. thing out unless you're ready to bang out. And I like that, it. That's that's going that's going into my everyday vocabulary. You should you should use it. Some outcasts you in your life. I'm going to tell my son the exact same thing. Listen, son, don't pull your thing out unless you're ready to bang out. I was petrified. I remember when I started having the sex. I was petrified. (laughs) Having the sex? I was petrified (laughs) of going raw because I'm like, for your whole life, people tell you, all it takes is one time. Do you have a time. All it takes is one time. Do you get a disease? Like, so I was petrified, literally. Can I can I give y'all like the first time like public story about how I got my nickname Papa Frick? Jesus Christ! I was about yeah, to say the, uh... I've never heard this, but sure, let's go right ahead. You, you mentioned let's going, you mentioned going raw, um, and I've I've told this story uh, privately to a few people, um, but but not very publicly. So um, I was about eighteen. I was getting ready to go off to college, and uh, I met this girl um, that you know we hit it off, like whatever. She was cute. She was you know. She let, you know, we, she let me put my dick in and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I wish, I hope y'all have seen, I can't think of the movie. I think it's called like Wonderlust with Paul Rudd where he's standing in the mirror and he's just giving himself this pep, pep talk. Um, that's just hysterical. If you haven't seen it, go find, you can find the video on YouTube, but nevertheless. So, um, I had, I, to that point, I don't think I had ever had it. No, I've had it. I'd had it like raw, like once, once or twice before, but it was, this was like the most consistent, like we would hang out. I, I think I was driving my mom's van at the time. Um, and, you know, we were, we were, you know, we were raw dogging it. Um, and I, unfortunately I was too young to like respect relationships. And I knew she had a boyfriend, but she kept telling me that she wanted to leave him and be with me this, that, and the other uh, young, naive me, whatever I believed it. So uh, at some point I realized that she was not going to leave her boyfriend. And I said, well, um, I'm not doing this anymore. Then can I have my CDs that I'll let you borrow back? 
and she destroyed an Eminem CD. I can't remember the other one that she destroyed. It might have been a Ludacris CD. I don't remember what it was, but she destroyed two of them. Hold on, pause, pause. Marshall Mathers LP or Slim Shady LP? Marshall Mathers. You don't say it was an Eminem CD. Yeah. You don't Um, say. So so she smashes my CDs and, 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 you know, whatever. A few weeks later, I'm in, I'm in at McDonald's um, after school, and I, one of one of her like somebody that she rolled with walks in. Is like, hey, you know, you know, she's pregnant, right? Oh, shit. And I said, I said, Jesus. I said, there's no way that it's mine. Like, well, she was sleeping with her boyfriend for a pretty long time, and they never got pregnant. She sleeps with you a few times, and all of a sudden now she's knocked up. <laughs> and I said, man, um, don't be playing. I'm about to I'm, I'm about I'm about to go to college. I can't be messing with this this nonsense. This ain't mine. Uh, it's it's her baby dad. Her it's it's her boyfriend's. It's it's not mine. Whatever the case was. Um, and I never thought about it again. She moved away. I didn't talk to her for a very long time. We reconnected recently, and I've seen her son, and it looks nothing like me. Um, so and that's been bare, damn near 18 years ago. He looks just like his dad, which is great news to me. But that day in the in, in in the McDonald's, my buddy says, "All right, Papa Frick," and it was just just running joke. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> I, I say, you know, movie. like I don't like the context in which this came up, <laughs> but I'll rock with Papa Frick because it's a pretty cool nickname, and that's that's how it came about. That's Frick amazing. was so happy to see that baby was black. He didn't know what to do with himself. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a mixed child. I'm in the Hold on, Hold on a damn second. <laughs> Oh God, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, but uh, to you, young gentlemen, uh, Frick, I agree with you on the job point. Um, there's nothing against him having the gun. It's the fact that you were reprimanded for having said gun on a camera before, and not even you didn't even wait a year. It was like two right. months later, you did the same thing. So. I ask you guys before we uh, move on, what do you think the verdict is going to be from Adam Silver? Will, how many games do you think he's going to get? I I currently have the over under around thirty, like enough to hurt, but not enough to really tank Memphis' season. But I feel like there's a little bit of me, and it's funny because I was just listening to somebody was talk about this. Um, there's a little bit in me that thinks that, like Adam Silver might feel real disrespected about how fast the turnaround was and smack him with a whole season. See, Just to prove a point. Yeah. He's been pretty player friendly. Adam Silver's been very player friendly since he's taken over for a notoriously non-player friendly commissioner, David Stern. So yeah. I think this might be a chance to take a shot and show like, like yo, I'm not no pushover. Whole season. Listen, Frick. um, I there's a reason why Adam Silver now now granted obviously the common sense answer is he wanted to wait until after the NBA finals were over to to make the announcement about it because he wanted the the focus on the right thing at the time. Um but that tells me that if it was a slap on the wrist that they wouldn't have minded putting it out there. This is going to be hell hath no fury like uh you know center block drop like he's he's honestly i don't think he should be suspended by the league but he's going to be obviously um it's going to be a pretty harsh punishment like i wouldn't be surprised if it was an unprecedented unprecedented suspension for john morant to make a point that this is not how we are going to carry ourselves in the nba 
especially that when, when you've been reprimanded in the same season for the same situation, this is, this is going to be a point making suspension. Um, and, and, and to Will's point, Adam Silver has been a very player friendly commissioner, but at some point you have to draw a line in the sand. You have to, you have to, you know, it's unfortunate because John Morant is one of the most electric and exciting players to watch in basketball, but we are about to watch uh, the, 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 one of the most significant suspensions in the NBA in, in quite some time, probably, you know, more significant, most significant since the, the malice and the palace suspensions. Like that's, that's probably where we're headed with this. I agree with both of you gentlemen. Um, the fact that he did a rollout for the suspension means. Yeah. <laughs> Not a rollout. <laughs> and did a roll up. Hey, uh, yeah, we the we Adam Silver decision from from my from his Miami home. <laughs> <laughs> we need some more information, but we're not going to announce this now because we don't want to interfere with the playoffs. Means that it's not going to be. I don't want to fuck up the money. First of all, y- yeah, it's not going to be a thirty game. Hey, here you go. It's gonna be. It, yeah, it's gonna be something where older players might try to uh, protest it. Yeah, and say that it's too harsh, or uh, it's going to be severe enough where the younger players are going to be like, "Damn!" <laughs> I, I just I don't I don't see how they don't like again. They have to. somebody somebody presented a picture with an, another NBA player um, that's got a bunch of rifles and shotguns at his home. Yo, Chris Kamen. Yeah. So and and that's that's the examples that that was used. But again. Those were again legal firearms in the safety yep. of his home. Um, obviously, you know, whatever arsenal he wants to put together, that's fine. That's why that's kind of the point that I made. If John Morant wants to have fire firearms and he's legally able to do so, which he is, um, then let him do it. But be smart about it, man. Don't be going on Instagram live, uh, live TikTok, you know, Facebook Live, you know, Twitter, Twitch, whatever the case is. Don't be riding in a in a, in a moving vehicle. And, and flaunting a gun around, especially after you've already done it once and gotten gotten suspended, and you made the claim, I'm, I, you know, I need to go get my, you know, head straight and all this stuff like the first time. Like, come that on, that was a man. PR move. I yeah. didn't buy that. No, absolutely. Nobody that. bought it. Nobody I bought it. I didn't buy that at all. But to your point, if John Morant's in his house hosting guns that he owns, this is a non topic. This is a non topic. Yeah, no issue. The fact that you brought a gun on the the team playing because they were playing away when right. you got when that you, first you that was you trafficked the gun illegally that's the that's the first okay you playing with me so let me give you a little slap on the wrist because yeah i don't want to come down too hard but to act like you don't even care two months later and be doing it again and the gall for your team to now come up with this lazy oh it was a toy gun if that's the excuse your team is going with then yeah, I need to give a, a penalty to the whole team so you understand. <laughs> oh, okay, y'all playing with me? Y'all playing in my face? Okay. But I feel like enjoy, I feel like Memphis. It. I feel like Memphis feels that this was coming because they. That's why they. I've never seen a team put out a statement so hard that they were not re-signing a player in Dylan Brooks. That under no circumstances was crazy. And I feel like they're trying to say, oh, he was a bad influence. Look what he was doing when we let him lead the team. Because he, he did show his ass this year. But I think they're using him as a scapegoat to, to say, no, 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 we got rid of the bad influence. It's not Ja. I don't hit Ja too hard. But he blew that. 
when he did it again. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just... gonna read. I'm gonna read something right quick. Um, and <clears throat> it's the everybody talking about the 2019 draft possibly going down as maybe uh, one of the worst drafts, and for a class with you know, uh, you got Zion number one. He's going through his stuff. You got John number two. Uh, he's going through himself. You have RJ Barrett and Will. I know you're going to love the cover uh, photo for this week's pod because it is guns out, buns out, jump shot loss with RJ, Ja, and Zion. I know you're going to enjoy that. But um, uh, PJ Williamson has been another one. Got Brittany uh, Renner pregnant and people are talking about no, no, uh, Williamson, isn't it? PJ Williamson, well, you the Hornet fan? It's PJ Wa- PJ Washington from the Hornets, correct? Washington. Yes. That's what I said. I said Washington. Mm-hmm. Or was, uh, yeah, you said you said, said PJ Williamson. You were mixing him, and you were like having a baby with Zion and PJ, and and that's that's when it came out. Yeah, Zion, ladies and gentlemen, he's here all night. Uh, he's got TDs <laughs> in the front. But um, um <laughs> <laughs> no, but. I just look at that draft class and it um, brings me to like just a space where I I was having a conversation um, during the finals, which is also why I wanted to have you, Jim, up here. Uh, I think it was before game one of the finals. And I'm going to read you this. It ties in. You're going to see where I'm going. But the I'm going to read you what it says. And I want to get both you guys' takes on this. So it's a link of different names. When I read them, you'll, you'll see where I'm going here. But it says Peyton's gone. Favre is gone. Brady's gone. Breeze is gone. Eli's gone. <clears throat> uh, Big Ben's gone. Rivers is gone. Vic is gone. Luck is gone. Cam is gone. Romo's gone. McNabb is gone. Palmer's gone. Warner's gone. Fitzmagic's gone. Your childhood is over. And I thought about that in the context of just like looking at sports in general. And I'm like, dang, man, we don't have Kobe. We don't have Mike. We don't have Shaq. We don't have Bird. We don't have Magic. We don't have Reggie. We don't have AI. We don't have, like, I'm going down a list and I'm saying for sports presently, who is that next wave to sort of kind of push the next generation? Like, who's going to be the next generation's, oh man, this was the era to watch these people play? Which I wanted to have, that's definitely a sports dependent thing. That, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I wanted both of you guys to talk about uh, the sport in general in which you feel like this hits home the most for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, go ahead, Fred. I was just gonna say, like, so it, again, it's sports dependent, but it, you, you've got those guys in all sports that remind you of your childhood. So, for like, for me, and, and well, for us, it was it was Jordan Pippen, Barkley. Um, I'm a Knicks fan, beloved. Fuck Michael Jordan. Well, no, you know what I'm saying. 
But like it was, it was, it was those guys. Go to hell today. It was. I was like an eight year old. I still fucking hate all of them. Yeah. Well, it was, but it was those guys. It was Stockton and Malone. It was, it was Barkley. It was, it was all those guys. Patrick Ewing, say his name. Patrick Ewing. For I mean, (laughs) even for me, like my first basketball jersey I ever owned was an Orlando Orlando Magic Dwight Howard jersey. Uh, So, and then it was, you know, it was those guys. But you look at baseball. It was Jeter. It was Chipper Jones. It was for me. It was the entire pitching staff for the Braves in the nineties. Um, yeah. Greg the Meg, Greg the Meg, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz, Steve Avery, like Mark Waller, wow. all those guys. So monsters, Hall of Famers, up and down the fucking. Yeah, line. <laughs> I mean, listen. The, the other night, the Braves played the Mets in Game Three of their three game <clears> series, <throat> and the entire booth were Hall of Famers that played for the Braves: Glavin, mm-hmm. Smoltz, Jones, and Jeff Rancourt. So, nevertheless. Um, for me, it's going to be like a combination from all sports. So like LeBron is, is, is he's getting older and he's not going to be around much. I'm not sure who's going to be the next guy in the NBA that's going to carry that torch. We all kind of figured that it could have been jaw or Zion. Um, but now I'm thinking maybe again, as a Hornets Homer, um, LaMelo, uh, could be that next guy. Um, there's uh, if he stays uh, healthy. Yeah, you've that's got the you, trick to those brothers. Yeah, the, I mean, you've I mean, got, currently you've got the face, Joker. Currently, the face is currently the face guy. Until not not counting these finals, but currently the face got to be Giannis or Luca, right? Yeah, yeah, those guys. So, so when you look at basketball, that's you're looking at Luca. You're looking at Joker. You're looking at you're looking at Giannis. Um, in baseball, you got to be looking at guys like Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, mm-hmm. Shohei Otani. Um, mm-hmm. even, even Freddie Freeman Yankee. to an extent. Yeah. And there's, uh, there, I mean, there's so many in baseball, uh, that are, that are so big right now. I mean, there's people that are saying that watching Shohei Otani play baseball are saying that we're looking at the Michael Jordan of baseball right now. I mean, we haven't seen a two way player like this in since years, if not ever. Yeah. Since Babe Ruth. So, Ruth. <laughs> and then football, obviously, you know, you mentioned you were going down that list of all the quarterbacks that gone that were, that are now gone. We, we're now in the future of that NFL room. So you're looking yep. at Justin Herbert. You're looking, and I hate to say this, Trevor Lawrence. At one point, I would have said Deshaun Watson, but I'm not sure if that's the, the greatest example to use anymore. Um, but you're looking at Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen. Those are the guys that right now, kids growing up, um, when all of them are gone, like that's 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 that next wave. So the, the guys right now, that are the big guys as, as for us as adults among, amongst all those sports are the, are, is, is that next generation. Um, and then, I mean, you got to think too, like soccer is now blowing up in this country so much to the point yep. that Lionel Messi saw, or I don't know if his first name is Lionel Messi signs yeah, right. with, uh, with the team. Was it Miami in the, in the MLS? Miami. So Miami. Who, those who tickets, but, those but tickets went point. from $4 a game to $400 a game and not being able to find a ticket. Like, My point, what you just named, when Messi hangs up his jersey, when Ronaldo but, hangs up his Ronaldo, jersey. Ronaldo, right. Like, we're looking at, and this is this is crazy to look at a run of sports of 20, 30 years where you can say, dang, my whole life I watched Ray Lewis line up opposite either Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. That's what I grew up watching. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who loves football. My, Gio's my, that's my guy. But he didn't watch football in the 90s because he just turned 30. So he has oh, no clue about 90s football, but he loves yeah. football. And it's, to me, it's legally like... legally able to fuck him up. <laughs> right. But it's like, yo, 
the fact that we had all of this to watch, even in, in like in that NFL thing, those guys played a crazy long time. Basketball, nobody plays 20 yeah. plus years. We're watching LeBron do it right now. So it's like generations. We see, we caught Bird, uh, Bird uh, Magic at the tail end. We get Ewan, mm-hmm. MJ, Reggie. We get those guys for our childhood. We become adults and then we have Steph and LeBron. Like, it's just like, to put it in perspective for the basketball side, in 10 years, a decade, <laughs> with the exception of two finals, eight rings belong to two people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Eight yep. championships in 10 years belong to two individuals. And when those two individuals hang up the jersey, yeah, they're going to be sorely missed. And yeah, I, I hear you guys with Luca, Giannis, um, Joker. But it's it, not to say it's a lot of shoes to fill, but those are some. When Mike left, this is perfect. This is a perfect, for me, this is a perfect uh, similarity. We're all wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. When the mm-hmm. Attitude Era, rolled off into the sunset for me i didn't know who was going to be the person to bring the next generation and i i keep saying Back. i'm mad at the fact that i kind of tuned like I, I i bowed out during the scene rain because i was so accustomed to the attitude era you couldn't tell me anything because i was so fixated on the attitude era yep. so when the attitude era was over i didn't necessarily have a passion to watch it anymore because i'm like I don't know who the next person up is going to be. And even I, I don't want to spend the time watching to see who, and I miss some really great rivalries, but. And not to mention the I, product fundamentally changed because WWE became WWE. So the product changed. So not only did the attitude that relieved, like the whole tone of the product was different. So I mean, like, it's, like, it's, it's like watching a TV show and your favorite characters are all gone. Like you got to think of right. a show like NCIS where they don't even have Gibbs on there or Grey's Anatomy without gray doesn't have gray like, anymore <laughs> like how like how it that that's exactly that's how it is like it's it's hard when you've invested yourself in these characters for so long and, and characters athletes whatever you want to put it and all of a sudden one one day they're up and gone and all of a sudden the show's still going on like well i just i spent 10 to 15 years investing myself in these people that are no longer around do mm-hmm. i want to invest myself into someone else um, and, and, and run the risk of being let down. So instead you sort of check out, you move along and, you know, you, you find something else to occupy your time with. So I totally understand where you're coming from. But, in that same, me, but yeah, yeah, well, I was going to say for me, it definitely hits with basketball the hardest because post I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm from, I'm born and raised in Queens, New York. I'm a Knicks fan. And I grew up during our greatest run outside of our championships in the sixties. So like, yeah, when after we lost in 99 to the Spurs and then the team after that, Allen Houston's knee blew up, Latrell's free will got old, those teams blew up. Like, after watching my team struggle, after watching my team be in the playoffs every single year I watched basketball and then to not make the playoffs for like five years in a row at that point, I completely checked out. But I regret that now because I missed 
so much basketball. Like I miss so much. So that's why this go round, whether my team is good or bad, I'm still watching because I just love the sport. So we get to see who will be the next person to step into it and not like, damn, who's that dude on the Wheaties box? Who's that? Well, if you're watching ball still. <laughs> so you missed the Penny Hardaway. Um, yep. Tracy McGrady, New York Knicks. Early, early. Well, I, I caught, <laughs> I caught, I remember early Tracy McGrady. But yeah, that whole era of pretty much right after maybe like a season or two after we got Steph, I was out. And so like, I would still follow the headlines via the news. Like, so I saw we got Tracy McGrady. I saw we got Penny Hardaway. Uh, were you in- blooded with veterans back, Steve Francis. But they were all old and over the hill. And it, were- we never went anywhere. Were you invested when they drafted Ronaldo Bachman in the first round? <laughs> I was half watching, and the only the only reason why I remember that it was because he was drafted out of South Carolina. And I was like, I yeah, South I had, Carolina. I had class with a guy. That's I, I had class with Ronald Bogman. Yeah, yeah and, that was that was unfortunately in the middle of that shitty rain. And the Knicks are better now, thank God. But I checked out of the sport completely, and I missed a lot. I did the same thing with wrestling, and I missed a lot. So, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna rub it in for you right uh, right quick. That um, Ronaldo Bogman. Um, the Knicks could have traded up to get Steph, who wanted to be in New York. And full full disclosure. Not. No, that, I, was, that, that wasn't that. Was that, was, was that the Baltimore draft? It was, the, sure. I, it was round that was, 07. We had, we had a terrible draft. We had a terrible pick that year when, when Steph was there, but I don't think that was a Steph. We had another terrible pick, but, yeah, but we couldn't do anything about it. Steph was one pick ahead of where we were. Yeah, I uh, traded uh, up to get him. Full disclosure, when I played my oh. NBA basketball, like my NBA like video games, when when Ronaldo Bachman got drafted, I played with the Knicks just because I wanted to play with Ronaldo. Hey, yeah. but then you go to the damn Hornets. Where's the case? That was when the Hornets weren't. That, I think that's when the Hornets were the Bobcats, or they weren't in the league anymore. So a worse team than the Knicks. And um and and <laughs> I I even when they re-expanded and made called themselves the Bobcats, I couldn't get a hold of it. I'm like they're the Charlotte Hornets, and until they're the Hornets again, I won't root for them. And sure enough, Jordan buys the team, makes them the Hornets again. And then stops caring about anything else terrible. because Mike, Michael Jordan is the may, might be the greatest basketball player of all time, but he's quite possibly oh, one of the worst yeah. owners of all time. Yeah, just just terrible. Yeah. So yeah, that that uh, Steph Curry draft we drafted Jordan Hill. Same uh, difference, Ronaldo Bachman, yeah. Jordan Hill. Same difference. Who ended up getting a ring with Kobe? That's, oh. <laughs> both both Jordan Hill and Ronaldo Bachman are in the same position at the present moment, and Steph has uh, four time NBA. Ch- you know, you know, I don't have to run down. Well, you want to hear, you you know hear the worst? The worst Knicks that I've ever heard was something recent. That there has been a New York Knicks in every single NBA Finals since the last time we won one, and the Knicks haven't won one since '72, and including this year. DeAndre Jordan, former New York Knicks, is in the NBA Finals. What kind of fucked up stat is that? Dude, that's like being a Detroit Lions fan and not having a, a Super Bowl since the, the AFC uh-huh. merger. I get it. You know what? I feel we, your pain. We on the up, though. Shout out to Jalen Brunson. We, we on the way up. <sighs> so we on the way up. I, we back. I, I, I brought you gentlemen up here, not only to defend SC, but to get your views. What's scary to me in a good way I can speak favorably for football. If you, or any sport, if you love the sport, no matter what the transition is, yeah, you may step away, but something's going to pull you back. We just so happen to get a smooth transition where 
Brady, Manning, Breeze, Favre played long enough to usher in your Mahomes's, your Allens, your Burrows, your uh, uh, your Bryce your Jones. You, you, we haven't seen Bryce yet. Verdict's <laughs> still out. But Kill him, my guy. the fact is, there's still 15 more years with these people that we have. Now, you can look at football and say, football is in a good spot. NBA, it's kind of it's kind of shaky. The MLB, there's way too many players for it to just fall on its face and not be a good product. Mm-hmm. It's, it's way too many players. But the NBA, you kind of see where you can start putting names in a row and start making like this little matrix of, oh, okay, yeah, we got about 10 years with this one and we got about a good 15 with this one. It's the younger ones after that, like this in-between phase that worries me. Because John was supposed to be it. Mm-hmm. Zion was supposed to be it. But like Frick alluded to, he's played 50 games. But you I mean, were supposed to be like LeBron-esque Zion. And you yeah, played he be generational. 50 games. I remember being upset that we didn't get him, yo. Like, you know, and he was too. <laughs> it was, uh, first of all, I'm still upset that he signed with Duke, but he got paid to go to Duke, and that's besides the point. Instead of going to South, yeah, he should have went to South Carolina. I, um, I, I've got kind of a, a weird hot take about it. When he blew out his shoes when he was at Duke and he got hurt, I, I think I don't think he's been healthy since. Yeah, like sort of, sort of like so. So Jadavian Clowney, and I'm, I'm comparing him to Jadavian yeah. Clowney. Clown, everybody forgets the fact that in his first game of his junior year, um, somebody somebody cut Jadavian Clowney down. Um, mm-hmm. It was a home game against North Carolina. And his foot, his his ankle, his foot bothered him the rest of the year. The, the day that I met Jadavian Clowney was after the Florida game his, his junior year, and he was in a walking boot. Um, and everybody everybody wants to harp on this fact that Jadavian Clowney is injury prone. But, I mean, he had microfracture surgery a few years ago, in part to clean up what happened to him in college. But he hasn't been the same player since that since that game. He had not been the same player. People accused him of taking plays off and this, that, and the other. It's all garbage. He's he's legitimately been banged up. And when you when you have an injury like that, that just kind of lingers and there's no getting healthy, you're gonna struggle to do things that you know people expect you to do. Zion blew that blew that shoe out, um, got hurt, <clears throat> um, and I don't think he's legitimately been the same since. I mean, again, he's missed over half the season every year has been in the NBA. And a lot of it's been eating gumbo, Frick. And well, that, the, not the gumbo. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a health issue. I think it's a, it's a, well, I think it's a, a waste of control issue. issue. Yeah. Well, he looked, he was in, he was in phenomenal, about it, but yeah. he was in phenomenal shape going into the season, but yeah. soft, soft tissue injuries are a son of a bitch. They linger. Yeah. They linger. Because especially with a hamstring injury, and you know, if, if, if you follow Stefania Bell, you know this, um, there's, I don't know the percentage of likelihood, but if you injure a hamstring, there is a high percentage chance to, that you are going to re-injure that hamstring re-injure somewhere it. down the line. And so it's like we've seen with Debo, same, people don't like to talk about Debo Samuel with the same thing. He dealt with hamstring injuries in college, and he hasn't played a full season in the NFL. So to me, Zion, if, if, if he can't get the soft tissue injuries under control, I hate to say this, we're looking at another Greg Oden and not another, you know, not yep. another LeBron James at this point. And it's unfortunate because I was a huge Zion guy. He's from up here in Spartanburg, mm-hmm. South Carolina. 
I've been um, following this kid since he was a freshman in high school, man. I was really excited to see him finally get to the league and just go crazy. We got to see that for, like you said, half a season. In college, half a season in college. Don't talk about his rookie year in NBA. Like he went oh, crazy out the gate. I still don't count that. He was he was good for Duke, but again, I feel like he would have had a better a better you know career path had he gone even to Clemson over Duke. But you know that's a moot point. I just it's it's unfortunate because like I said, I root for Zion, but I just unfortunately until he can prove that he can play a full season, at least seventy five percent of a full season and make the playoffs with the Pelicans, it's it's, it's he's a Unfortunately, he's a bust. I, will, at this I point. will say though, like and we're seeing, and we're seeing it now with a lot of players that are just breaking down. And I think we are finally starting to realize that, yo, maybe having these kids play hundreds and hundreds of the AAU games before yep. they step foot on a college campus is probably a bad idea. Travel ball is the worst thing to happen to little league sports. We're I agree. seeing this so much, because like, these kids' joints and tendons are burnt <laughs> out, but they. They they already got you know you got the miles of a five year a five year NBA vet on a sixteen year old. No wonder they're wearing out. But th- at this point, and I don't blame them. You're trying to get the bag. So if you if you hurting or something's lingering, I'm not saying a word until I get my guaranteed contract. Yeah, yeah, my hang- my hamstring hurts now. We, we're gonna I'm gonna have me. you guys back up here uh, to talk about the NIL deal um, in a future episode. But um, no, I would love to. <laughs> Me too. Same here. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that because I, I I promise we're gonna come back up here and talk about the NIL deal and um yeah I, I was watching Air the other day and they mm-hmm. brought up that um that fact at the end of the movie about how Sunny was very influential in having that NIL deal um get passed, but. <clears throat> that's a future episode I, I promise i'm gonna have both of you up here to talk about that um but we're running short on time as we wrap it up as i do every episode i'm gonna need to show a movie idea from both of you gentlemen uh not an idea i said that before and someone actually almost gave out an idea that they were thinking about for a, a tv show and i had to stop them i'm like no 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 that's your idea <laughs> Your IP. I Don't need to show. Relax with your IP, bro. <laughs> 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 Yo, he be giving off free game. Yeah, he was about to go crazy, and it sounded like good. I think I had to cut him off. I'm like, no, 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 not the actual idea. I need like a suggestion of a show or movie to watch. So that's how I'll start phrasing it: a show or movie suggestion. Uh, whoever wants to go first, by all means. Go ahead, Will. I'll say for me, and it's probably rare that you haven't heard of this show, but it just ended on HBO or Max or whatever they call themselves now. Um, Succession. Give it a shot. It is very a very dry satire of the uber rich, and it is very very well done. And one of those shows that, unlike Game of Thrones, they landed they landed the show great. So, four seasons, ten episodes. Brian Cox is the the main actor you probably know his face more than his name but fantastic fantastic tv show but please remember it's satire <laughs> i i hate succession not and not in the fact that i didn't like the show i just really hated the ending i get it but i'm not going to go into it because it's oh, we, 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 we gotta see it we gotta talk we gotta talk off pod then yeah <laughs> yeah we, we have to talk frick what's your show movie well papa frick 
<laughs> Listen, I'm a, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you two um, if that's okay. One is a show on Netflix called Manifest. Uh, I watched the show when it when it launched on NBC. At the end of the third season, they ended it on one of the biggest cliffhangers I've ever seen on a TV show, and NBC promptly canceled it. And all of a sudden they put it on Netflix and everybody jumped into it. And so they Netflix picked it up for season four and they just launched the second half of season four. So you can binge the whole se- the whole series. And it's a phenomenal show. It's science fiction mixed with some religious undertones. Um, but it's a great show about an airplane that, that takes off and goes, goes missing for five years, lands five years in the future. It's a really fun show to watch. And, and they just had the series finale uh, go out a few weeks ago and it's phenomenal. And the other one should should be pretty pretty self explanatory. Ted Lasso, man. Um, <laughs> if you haven't started Ted Lasso, what are you doing? Like, I know what's on Apple TV, and I know if you don't have Apple TV, you probably got Netflix. You might have Peacock. You've got Max. You might have Paramount Plus. Spend the extra few dollars, at least for one month, and go binge watch Ted Lasso. It might be one of it's it's definitely top five TV shows for me of all time. Jason Sudeikis plays an old in a, or an old uh, an old football coach, an American football coach uh, that was tasked tasked uh, of taking um, taking on a, a British soccer team um, or football, as as they like to say. But and they'll kill you, but they're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, I, I listened to another podcast a few weeks ago where they they made a joke about football versus soccer. But anyway, <laughs> um, I know what it was now too. But nevertheless. Um, yeah, it's very endearing. It's a very endearing show. Jason Sudeikis might, it might be his best ever, um, role, his best performance as a character in Ted Lasso. It's three seasons. Um, it's, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about it. There's, there's too many shows these days that leave you at the end of an episode angry or irritated um based on based on what happened in the show not because the show's over um but i feel like they try to end every episode on a happy note uh for the most part and that's that's mainly why i love ted lasso because the whole show is a feel-good show so sorry for going on both of those rants but just two phenomenal shows that you haven't had a chance to start start and finish both of those shows you've been on on his cruise you heard it you heard you brokies, you 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 probably have Netflix and all of the streaming services. <laughs> hey guys, throw out I some just, more money. I just want to know. Me and mine, what, we got the drinking package. I just, Heaven. I just, I just want you. I want to know from you guys. What do y'all think the poor people are doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I might name the episode. What are the poor people doing right now? Um, my <laughs> show, if we're staying on Apple TV, uh, is gonna be platonic. Um, really, 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 really good show with <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, Seth Rogen, he's one of the stars of, um, he's one of the stars, and the premise of the show is that he's him and his best friend who is a female she plays his wife on a couple of the movies that they did um it's slipping my mind um 
there are movies that live across the street from fraternity. No, not ringing a bell. No, wait, you're talking about uh, neighbors? <clears throat> oh, yeah, you're talking about neighbors. Oh, yes. and neighbors, yes, yes. So they played married, they played a married couple and neighbors. Yes, yeah, Seth, Seth, Seth Rogen and, and what's your name? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. In this show, they're uh, best friends who fall apart, who just so happen to uh, reunite after some years. And it goes through the, the progression of them just trying to rekindle their friendship while she's married with kids and he's recently divorced and trying to figure stuff out. But it's a great show. Um, platonic. Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne is the actress's name, by the way. I just looked. Ah, uh, yes. Rose Byrne. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Great show. It's thirty minutes, if that. Um, I don't know if it's a limited series. I hope not. But uh, it, it's just funny, just seeing how the progression of their friendship goes. And naturally, as a man, if your your wife has a male best friend. You would tend to get a little worried if they start spending time together, but it's not what you think. Look at the show; it's a great show. Um, but thank you, gentlemen, for coming up. I hope you've enjoyed your time up here, Mrs. Smith. Thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule to uh, join us. I tried to stick to the talking points that I sent your assistant and <laughs> um, keep it in a certain time frame. So. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm glad I she's earning her paycheck. I'm so glad she's earning her paycheck, man. It's hard to find good help. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be eating fast food tonight. Um, anyway, <laughs> folks, get your, get your excuses ready. Uh, you you need a reason to call out of work, and nothing beats a good old hey, my grandma or my uncle or so-and-so or my my kids sick or my dogs throwing up all night diarrhea and all over the place and yeah that's a good but yeah yeah it's a whole it's a whole event uh get your excuses ready thank you gentlemen both i appreciate you both uh for coming up and having this discussion with me uh and until the next time fellas let them know what you're doing where can they find you what's coming up for you guys uh, yeah, so I, I as, as you know, uh, Hollywood, I, uh, I host a podcast called Tap Outs and Touchdowns. You can find me on Facebook.com slash Tap Outs and Touchdowns, uh, Twitter at Tap Outs and TDs. Uh, I do two shows a week, one about professional wrestling with my co-host uh, PJ Steven and one about football with my co-host Baker Bill. I'm also doing a Carolina Panthers podcast through the Keep Pounding Podcast Network called The Cat Cave. You can find that on on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is you find your podcast. Uh, make sure you go give me a like and follow wherever it is that, that you're, you're going to go find me. And, uh, yeah, we like I said, I'm, I'm doing three podcast shows a week now. So come and, come and join me. And if there's something you want to hear me talk about, feel free to go to my social media pages and, and let me know. But, but Hollywood, this has, been, this has been fantastic. I loved coming back on here and, and look forward to coming back. So, so thanks for having me. I was supposed to follow that. Did you notice he threw the podcast voice on real quick? Anybody else notice that? <laughs> I, I called him my tax preparer before he first got yo, up there, and he, you have an open yo, invite he whenever. Slid, he slid from frick I know to frick media personalities so quickly. That was scary. 
You got to do what you got to do, man. Well, that's Frick of Colin Cowherd. What the? <laughs> you get enough practice with it, you get it down. So that's funny. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, for me, you guys can find me on Instagram, uh, Will Q G T M. Queens get the money. Um, I'm a creative man. My hands are all, all over the place right now. I'm working on launching a hemp farm. I am working on my record label. Blue Ribbon 843 with my brother King Nas. Please follow him on Instagram at King Nas. That's K-I-N-G-N-A-J. Working on some music, man. His dream was to make a living off of his music. So we are working on that. Uh, we released um, a project last year while you wait. A couple singles in the meantime. We're actually getting ready to uh, drop his next EP uh, next month. So, man, just one step at a time, getting better, learning this music business, which I've, I've always loved music, but actually learning the business side of it has been an exciting challenge, to say the least. So uh, give us a follow, man. Check out the music. Appreciate you having me on, man. Hey, I would like to say you guys are busy and should take a vacation, but Frick's only going to ask what the broke people are doing anyway. So until <laughs> the next time, you guys are up here. It's been real. I'll holler.